Jake, thanks a lot for coming on. There is so much talk about sales class. I mean, it's something that was such a necessary element for the SDR community of people who are looking to enter the field. There was this gap you were able to magically fill. And everyone I know in the industry is really speaking about it, from employers to potential SDRs to SDRs themselves. Can you just talk out and introduce what is the goal behind a sales class? What led you to develop it? And then we're going to dig deep into the little bit of the curriculum and its intent. Sure. Well, thanks for having me first on this show. Sales class comes at the heels of two phenomenon. On the one hand, every time I would drive into Tel Aviv, I would take phone calls from people who wanted to get into the tech scene and all my eye alone would be spent talking to people about how to get in. And then when I got into the office, I would be looking for talent and I wouldn't find the talent here and I would have to hire it in the States or abroad. So it seemed ridiculous that I was speaking to someone in the morning, in the afternoon, I was offshoring the most valuable jobs. The people I was speaking to have so many skills, but what was missing was a little bit of a refinement. So born out of this, the futility of what I call CD trading and a need for upskilling, some dedicated folks have put together what has turned out to be an incredibly powerful reskilling class, which I think can be a model for much more than SDR, but broader reskilling. Uh, and the hope is that we can help many people take what would be a diamond in the rough and help them polish it off because they have not what they don't have, but what they have. And truth be known, folks come with a lot of different powers. If it's English, if it's network, if it's basic technology, if it's business savvy. So that's the focus. Take what they do have, not worry about what they don't have. Oh, you don't have technical skills. You don't have coding skills. You don't have Hebrew skills. Really leverage what they do have with a bit of a reskilling. And, and born out of that was this magical program that we put together that has been remarkably impactful, not only for those who've come through it, but also for those who've put it together just to see the remarkable success thus far. And thank you for taking that initiative, building a strong team around yourself to offer this to the community. So thank you so much for that. I want to focus, you speak about focusing on what we do have as immigrants. And I imagine the vast majority of the individuals who are going through, through the sales class are immigrants or they're Sabras as well. Well, it was started to help Olim, which is a community which I'm much more familiar with, but there's a need that's much broader in it. So we can talk about where we are and what we're doing right now. So the vast majority of folk are Olim, everything from old time Olim, maybe folks who are even 50 years old, 60. I don't think we've got 60 yet, but we've definitely into their 50s. And we've helped people who are just lone soldiers who are fresh out of the army and looking to get their footing. So the age range is quite significant, but Right now, the focus has been on helping Olim and primarily those from English-speaking countries or those who have uh, sufficiently strong English because that's the market that we're seeing the most need in. A lot of Americans, South Africans, Brazilians, English, and so on and so forth, but English mother tongue Olim have, or English comfortable speaking Olim has been the focus. So as we start digging into what makes the program so magical, can you open up for people who may be listening to the podcast Am I a good you know, fit for the program, right? At, what are these skills or diamonds that I think I have that maybe make me a good fit for sales class? As Before you even discuss 
what the curriculum looks like. But someone yeah. who's listening is wondering, gosh, or maybe somebody got this podcast shared with them. You know, maybe I'm a, maybe I could be a good fit for SDR work. Maybe I should apply this uh, to sales class. What are the natural or the gems that they should be coming with to make them a good candidate? So it's a great question and it's a challenge because we're inundated with hundreds of applications and we have to go through this process. I think it's a learning curve. Um, what we're getting better at is seeing our success rate. Our KPI is people placed in jobs. So that's what we're looking to do. We are not looking to educate folks. We're looking to get people into the right career track. And the first and foremost, what we're looking for is a person's desire to move there. And it's difficult to discern sometimes because people don't know what it is. So the first question is, in six weeks from now, do you want to be working in sales? And that's difficult for someone to answer, but that's where we see people do a little bit of, mm, you know, I'm looking to augment my career. I'm looking to add another skill set. So that's the first one. The other ones are, you know, attitude and ethic. An attitude of learning and curiosity and an ethic that I'm going to take the opportunity that's in front of me and get the most out of it. So those two, everyone has, or everyone can have, which is remarkable, which means that the true encatchment for this is very large, that many more people can come into sales if they fulfill the first criteria of, do you want to work in sales? And so some people don't know what sales are. Some people say they want to work in sales and we're getting a little bit better as to understanding who says and who really does want to. Yeah. And it happens very fast because if people prove it over the course of one month that they have the attitude and the ethic, then the curriculum provides the skills and the training such that they can start and they come out with an, a year's worth of experience in six weeks. So, and they do that because they have the attitude and ethic. And there are a few other minor ingredients. Do you speak, do you speak comfortably? Do you speak in English? Do you have some sort of confidence that's such that you can communicate uh, coherently and clearly? And do you have some sort of business empathy? Not that you have to have business experience, but business empathy. Can you talk to someone? And those things are actually quite common. So just to throw back, the number one criteria that we're looking for is, do you really want to work in sales? Because it's going to happen in six weeks. That's the promise that the program puts forward. The other two things that make people successful is, do they have an attitude? in that they're willing to learn. Many people think of work as going for coffee or have been exposed to a different type of work. An attitude of, I can learn new things and I will do new things even though they're not comfortable. And an ethic because you not only have to do those things, you have to do them repeatedly and realize that you may not be good at it the first time, but after six weeks with us, you're going to be good to start and then you're gonna have a career ahead which will continue refinement. So that's the ingredients to the program. I think to your point, as an immigrant myself, who's kind of chose to come to Israel, right? He wasn't forced to come here, but he, out of, you know, it was a choice. You know, I think any immigrant who's coming with a mentality of come to this country to be a successful Aliyah, you have to have that second and third point, regardless of the profession you go into, which is that work, that ethic, and the desire to learn. Otherwise, your journey as an as an immigrant in this country is going to be very difficult. It's true. However, I might note that many people find that learning a new profession is challenging, especially after they've been doing it for a while. So you've come young, other people come after being an expert in something for 10, 20 years. So if you've done commercial real estate deals in New York, and you certainly have the English business, 
you've got know how to use basic technology, but it isn't as easy as you might think to just pick up the phone and break through because you haven't done that before. And so while you may say that you will do that, when push comes to shove, it's quite different. I'm not leveraging all that value to, in the same way that you're comfortable with. You used to go for lunch and do deals over lunch. That's not necessarily the world of picking up the phone and sending out that email cadence. So it's challenging for everyone. You're right that Israel and the immigrant experience requires everyone to be somewhat malleable. But sometimes it's even on a professional side, it is a stretch for some. I think that's so valuable that you, you're clarifying that for, for listeners. You know, being willing, if you become an expert in some area, there will be a necessity to, are you, are you open to learning, you know, potentially bring your skills into a new area? And one point that you brought up, again, as, as we go towards the curriculum part, understanding, do you want to be in sales? Can you explain or share your understanding of what is sales, it's specifically in terms of an SDR, not an account executive, but how does uh, an SDR view sales? Because, for example, in my company where I work, Bring, SDRs are actually under the marketing department rather than under the, the traditional sales department of the company. Can you share a little bit about the mentality of an SDR and what a sales process looks like so they're prepared in, when they're applying for sales class? So, you know, there's lots of arguments, should SDRs be in marketing or sales or what have you? I see SDRs as being the most agile face of the company. If marketing is very difficult in that you can't change it based on one-to-one. -one. When I'm in a conversation and you react in a different way, my ad is already there. I can't change the words once I've already put them out. Whereas an SDR has such an ability to be flexible and navigate and hear I see it as the most incredible touch point for the company. And the blessing of that is that you can talk at a high level, in a, not at a technical level, but at a high level, and you can have business empathy and be reactive. So if you're a good conversationalist and you understand your message and you understand what the audience or the target uh, it wants to hear and is thinking, then you can navigate that. I think being a good conversationalist is critical to this. And so if you are seeing as a sales, or marketing, it doesn't matter. I see that the value in this opportunity is that if you know how to navigate and react and interact, how to cause, be curious enough to, to open questions and open discussions, you're an opener. It's an incredible opportunity that creates so much value and you've got the dynamism and the flexibility to change your messaging on the fly, something that marketing can't typically do. And whereas an account exec would already have the, uh, the basis formed, so they can just navigate the relationship once it's established. So both the opportunity and the challenge is that you have to know the talking points and be personable enough such that you can be dynamic and change it with the nature of the conversation with the audience. So, so what I'm hearing from you is that the unique element of the SDR is that being dynamic in your one-on-one -on -one interaction where you're able to respond almost on the fly to their either objection or their pain point or their needs, it's taking the kind of the general marketing messaging and applying it personalizing to the individual you're speaking to right in front of you. 1000%, everything else can be automated. We can make cadences that are automated. We can make LinkedIn that can be automated. We can make, you know, even base phone calls, we can offshore that. But if you want to have someone who can really add value, it's by knowing enough about the offering and knowing enough about the prospect and be able to be quick on your feet to manage that relationship. That you cannot do 
in any other way besides a human. And that's the incredible power of an SDR. Amazing. Beautifully said. Uh, can we, in the time that we have together, can, can we now jump into how that, that is applied towards the curriculum of sales class? How, how do you train for being dynamic or train for technical knowledge, train for personalization on one-on-one? How does the curriculum actually look and mm-hmm. with that and being set in mind? The first aspect that we were discussing is about understanding with the applicant, are they, uh, do they have an attitude and a conversational style to them such that they can go back and forth? So you're going to come with some sort of confidence and discussion to the table. Yep. But then it's actually a familiarity. It's understanding a little bit about where SDRs sit in the organization and their role. So we just discussed that, that they are required to know both sides of the story and have to interpolate between the two. And then we go through very valuable exercises of pretending to be in a business. And for six weeks, you are in that business. You play the role of an SDR. And then you do a exercises about targeting. Who's the ICP? Then you are going to say why that is yes and why that's no. Why that person would have a care and how would you shape that storyline and that benefit to that person? So there's a lot of understanding how selling snow to, to Eskimos is a terrible idea. And how that's exactly what we don't do. And that we train that that is not sales. You have to be helpful and valuable. So the first section is really about targeting, understanding. Once you have your value proposition, who cares? And you're, otherwise, you're going to burn time. This is maybe the basics of ICP. So we spend a lot of time doing that. And if you don't have the fundamentals, right, if you're selling to the wrong story to the wrong person, everything else is just going to be further sunk costs. And then we go into email communication as the next layer. Well, now that I know that it's valuable, how am I going to articulate that it's valuable in a succinct and powerful fashion? So we do email training, and that is really against the ICP. So a lot of training, everything is built on that base of, I know what my value is, I know to whom that's valuable, and I'm in this role. Then I go through all the exercises of what am I going to say in an email? What am I going to put into a vidyard? Then when am I going to go into a call? And then how am I going to handle objections around that? So everything is with that mindset, but it starts from the basis of understanding what my value is and my role is to do that fine tuning according to whom I'm speaking with and where their points of value will be. So there's a lot of emphasis on the targeting. Yeah, it's a funny, you know, we hear this term that he's such a good salesperson, he could sell ice to an ice Eskimo, right? And I, I would always argue, well, that person has got churned very quickly. You got a very bad reputation. So it's not, yeah. you know, making that first sale, yeah, you may be good. On an enterprise level, quite difficult, but your reputation of your company is going to tank very quickly. Uh, can you speak about that? That's an interesting example you said of, of a person pretending or acting as if they are in an SDR position of a company. Is that, does that change week to week in terms of what kind of product is being sold, who the ICP is, or do they kind of get stuck in the vertical for six weeks? from a perspective potential hire and train that way for a particular vertical? So the emphasis that you may put on a vertical is not important. You have to get into a company. We can call it any company because we're not focused on the technology of the company. We're focused on the sales methodology, understanding what an ICP is, understanding how to write impactful emails, how to open a conversation, how to do discovery. That's what we're learning. And we keep that for the entirety of the course because what what I don't want people doing is wasting their time learning a little bit of cyber and then a little bit about agri and a little bit about fintech. So we play in one company. And by the time that they're done, it's 
we have a, a commonality between all the folks and they can say, oh, that's how you described it. And that's how you presented it. Because we're not jumping between different companies. In the end, no two companies are going to be the same. And so while you look at a vertical, what's more important is having the muscle. How do you write and how do you critique an ICP versus your value proposition? How do you do that match? And then how do you write an email and critique that email? How can you listen to a call and create that? That's what we're focusing on. So it's actually just a red herring, a distraction to be going back and forth between different companies. And so we try and zero that. We give them a company that's not too difficult to digest. They put on that hat, they get their shirt, and then for the next six weeks, they're playing that role. So they actually have six weeks of real experience, but when you load it up, because we're going right down to what needs to be done, it feels like a year. Amazing. Incredible. And, and tell us a little bit with the last five minutes we have, can you share a little bit of the success and, and what's because there's been so much on LinkedIn, I'm seeing, I'm seeing so many hires for your graduates. So KPI number is really, you know, you're, you're meeting quota. What would you yeah. say, you know, what's been the response from the employers? Has this been a new, are they looking at sales class as a new recruitment tool for themselves? Uh, six months down the line, are the graduates still in the companies? Do you, do you try tracking how, you know, the stickiness of your graduates, the company? Yeah. So it has been incredible to see not only the out-of-the-gate results with people getting placed, but the community that's been built. So we've come through, we're just, we've finished three cohorts, and there's a community that's been formed between them such that they're helping each other out. They're asking each other questions about technologies, about terms, about how to overcome whatever challenges. So there's a community aspect that's developed, which is a byproduct, and that's a bit of a, a pleasant surprise. We also see a give back that folks are willing to help each other up as they're opening doors for one another. And that, that's the higher order. We've seen the miracle right out of the gate when we are, before the course ends, we're able to place about two thirds of people in sales wow. jobs. And so that is incredible from six weeks. Understand that the promise is six weeks. If you're willing to work in six weeks, we're going to get you there. And so that is the promise. And the folks who, ha who do not fit into that Actually, it's they who more often than not are the ones that are understanding that maybe they're not ready or maybe they want to try continue being a tour guide or continue being a, a, a rabbi or maybe they, it's often on them that they are not really fulfilling the first criteria which I established. Are you interested in working in sales in six weeks? And there's a reality that comes with it. So we can't expect everyone to do it, but we see some remarkable things that once you've tasted what technology and what high tech looks like. So not only will the two thirds find themselves into SDR roles, you have people going into CS jobs or you have people going to marketing jobs. You have an exposure to this entire world, which otherwise was so foreign for you. So for me, that's also a success. So the number's higher than that. And so while it's called sales class, the skills are equipping folks to enter into technology jobs, which are much broader than sales. It could be in marketing or, as I mentioned, or CS, but it's also helping people come into the workforce that haven't worked at all. Who first time we've had instances where, you know, lone soldiers who have zero experience come in. That bit, one example, we have the folks who have taken time off to be a parent and are coming into the workforce for the first time and they never had the confidence to do that. So now they can handle how they present themselves and they can understand objection handling, things that you would do with a, a customer, they can help themselves. As a matter of fact, one of the most important components of this is not only the sales training that we do, but at the end we dedicate at least two sessions 
to helping them sell the most important product themselves. Right. We help them use the exact same skills, identifying who is their ICP, who are they going to sell themselves to? What is their product? How are they going to communicate themselves? If it's their LinkedIn profile, how are they going to correspond such that not only can they sell someone's technology, they can also sell them. And that's the measure that helps move the KPI because sales training is not that difficult. We can get the basics within six weeks and then there's going to be a lifetime of learning and improvement. But the most important is for many people who've never worked in sales or even have never worked is to help them sell themselves. And that's been a real miracle of this. And you have given so many people the most important, I think one of the most important gifts, which is self-sufficiency. That is I think, something to be extremely proud of. For those individuals who want to take the next step listening to this podcast and saying, you know, this could be a good fit for me in my career or next steps, what, what would be the best next step for them as an action item after listening to this podcast? So they should go to the website salesclass.co and there they should listen to each of the videos of I think I've posted maybe two to three dozen of different grads and their experiences. They can look at the curriculum there, which is plus or minus up to date. And then if it, they feel like that's the move that they want to do, and if they can answer sincerely that they want to be working as an SDR in six weeks, then they should go right ahead and apply. And please God, we should be able to create more courses to help them. Just bear in mind that we think I have a blessing and we have many people who are applying and we're just a, a pro bono group of friends who volunteer their time. Yeah. So hopefully we can help more people, but they should go to the site salesclass.co, read through, and then go ahead and hit the apply now. Amazing, Jake. Well, I very much appreciate your time and the listeners, those who have heard you closely know that this could be really the next big opportunity for them to establish themselves in Israel and as and potentially their long-term career. So thank you. Thank you.